Hey guys, Jeff Heimbach, creator and writer of Return Home here. Now, don't worry, we're not going to start every show like this, but before we start the episode 1 finale, we just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. You know, Return Home started as this fun passion project that I wanted to do with my friends, you know, to help us hone our skills and develop new ones and really just tell a fun story. Basically, we wanted to make something that we wanted to hear, and apparently it was a story that a lot of you wanted to hear as well. So we're thankful that so many of you decided to take the journey to Melancholy Falls with us, and we're blown away by all the kind words we've received about the show so far. And even though episode 1 is about to end, episode 2 will begin next week, and we hope you like it as much as this one. And though we may have to take some breaks between episodes in the future, right now we're committed to bringing you a new thing into your podcast app every single week. So every Tuesday morning, check it out and we'll be there waiting for you, kind of like an old friend. Now, be sure to check us out online for the latest information about the show. You know, we have the website, returnhomepodcast.com, uh, facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast, or Twitter at returnhomeshow. But really, what we wanted to say on behalf of myself, Andrew, Corey, and the rest of the cast and crew of Return Home, just thanks. Like, really, thanks. We are so, so appreciative of all your kind words and your support, and we can't thank you enough. We really appreciate it. And now let's head back to Melancholy Falls for the episode one finale of Return Home. how long it's been, but your perception of time gets pretty messed up with a burlap sack over your head. One minute we were staring at the ocean, the next our heads were covered and we were being dragged away by multiple someones. We were thrown into the back of a van, buddy first, which I only know because they threw me on top of them. We tried to adjust ourselves, but we were met with a gruff, DON'T MOVE, in return, so we just laid there. I'm not sure how long it was, but it was a while. Eventually we got to our destination, because we stopped and were forced out of the van. Wherever we were, it felt damp. We walked on something that felt like a cave floor in complete darkness, until I began to see a flickering light up ahead through the sack. That's far enough. Thank you, gentlemen. We stopped suddenly, and the bags were removed. For a few moments, all I could see was Buddy next to me rubbing his eyes. Jeez, that stuff really causes havoc on my allergies. After my eyes adjusted, I could see we were in a large cavern, with the only light illuminating the space coming from the torches on the walls. We were standing in the middle of the room, on top of a symbol painted on the floor that looked very much like the talisman we found in the box. Surrounding us were people of various shapes and sizes, wearing these black featureless masks. Men, women, children, they stood silently, the only thing peeking through with their eyes staring directly at us. Whoa. Halloween's not for a while, guys. Standing directly in front of us, away from the others, was a man dressed in formal wear. His mask only covered half his face, allowing the lower half the freedom to speak. He had a drink in his hand, which he swirled a few times before he took a sip from. Jonathan Parker, thank you for finally joining us. And Buddy Nutters, what an unexpected, unwarranted, and unwanted surprise. Who the hell are you? My name is Zane Sanguine, and welcome to the Society of Shadows. The what? The Society of Shadows. Someone's been reading too much Batman. You ever heard of this guy before? Nope, never. Me either. So since neither of us know who you are, why don't you just tell me what you want from us, Mr. Sanguine? Oh, Jonathan, straight to the point. 
Never one to bask in the situation, take it all in, enjoy the company of others. No, you just want to get right to the answers and be on your merry way. Unfortunately, this time it's not going to work like that. We had, have, big plans for you. Especially now that you have finally returned home. Was it you? Behind the phone calls and the whispers? Well, not me, per se, but yes, it was the society's doing. We needed you to come back. That was the lure. And the bait? I'm sorry? You know, now, now that I'm here, what's to keep me from leaving? The bait. Yeah, because in fishing, you can't just catch a fish with a hook. And if you do, that's a dumb fish. And Johnny, he's no dumb fish. Where was I going with this? Thank you for that rousing analogy, Mr. Nutters. But I am aware of what he meant. I will take it from here. Now, Mr. Barker, isn't the safety of your hometown bait enough? You do realize I left town years ago, right? I do. And you're right. That isn't enough. Which is why we took your mother. You what? You bastard! I went directly after Zane, but before I even got close to him, I was restrained by more people wearing those black masks. Buddy was right by my side, restrained as well. We were knocked down to our knees and made to look up at Zane, who didn't even flinch the entire time. He just smiled and sipped his drink. In my pocket, I felt the talisman grow hot. Now, now, Mr. Barker, there is no need for violence. If they let you go, do you promise you and your lapdog will behave? That depends on where my mom is, you son of a bitch. I assure you, your mother is fine, but keep these shenanigans up, and she won't be. Despite fuming, I knew I had to play this out to make sure my mom was safe. I looked over a buddy and gave him a nod to cool down. Once he did, I looked back to Zane. All right, we'll behave. Release them, please. They let us go and helped us back to our feet. All the while, Zane just stared at us, smiling. I looked around the room, trying to read people's expressions, but I couldn't make anything out of it. Shall we get to business then? And I assume you're the reason my dad doesn't remember me too, huh? Yes, but that was a complication. A mistake, if you will. I assure you that we didn't mean for that to occur. Alas, these things are unavoidable sometimes. That said, we are trying to reverse that process, but it is taking some time. And when we do, think of it as a measure of good faith. We will help you if you help us. Seems awfully unfair when you're the reason he's like that to begin with. Zane shot Buddy a look that should have struck fear into his heart. Instead, my friend was too pissed off for me to even register it. Like I said, we're working to correct it. And what about that thing I hid on my way into town last night? What thing? I don't know, that big thing. I have no idea what it was. Zane considered this for a moment before snapping his fingers. One of the black masked lackeys appeared at his side. Go look into that. Okay, so that thing wasn't you, but you need my help with what now? Many things, Mr. Barker. Tell me, do you believe in fate? Destiny? In a way, serendipity? I mean, I don't usually like Kate Beckinsale, but John Cusack is always a really good actor, so... Sometimes, despite every interference, every intrusion, every roadblock you put in its way, you cannot change its course. And that is where you come in. Why do I not like where this is going? For centuries, the Society of Shadows has been living in the, well, shadows. But we've kept this town safe. We founded it. We molded it to our needs. We have lived amongst you as your friends and neighbors, and you have never known. We have used the town for the greater good. And into each generation, 
a leader is born. We call them the Chosen. Someone who can harness the power within to control and oppress those who oppose us and to make sure that the darkness is kept at bay. And let me guess, the Chosen One is Johnny? Close, Mr. Nutters, but not quite. Then why am I even here? Because you possess half of that power. Half? For some reason, this generation decided to split the power into two of our kin. Perhaps so the darkness could not find it and snuff it out in one go. Or perhaps to double the strength. Who knows? We do not know the will of fate. But we do know that you are half of it. So, who's the other half? Like I said, they are born a leader. They control the society and in turn the shadows, who have slowly been infiltrating members of this community to keep an eye of things. Yeah, about that, is there some sort of vetting process to be chosen? Because it took a really long time for them to get to me, and I feel like I have a lot to offer. Well, what are the shadows? Beings that are wiser than us. As for what exactly they are, we do not know. They just are, and have always been. We listen to their hush whispers and do their will. And someone, the Chosen One, controls them? Where are they? Your other half has been here this entire time, doing the bidding of the Society of Shadows as they were meant to. Alas, they cannot do it alone any longer. You are needed. And who are they? The Chosen One is of no concern to you right now. What is of concern is what lies ahead. And serving the shadows. Serve the shadows! The group around us came alive now, shouting in unison as if it was some sort of rallying battle cry. A darkness is coming, Mr. Barker, and you are needed to stop it. You found the talisman. I took it out, studying it, as Zane began to walk in a circle around us. It was still warm to the touch from whatever made it act up earlier. That talisman is a binding agent. The darkness is being drawn here as it has for centuries, but now is the time the prophecy predicted for its biggest offensive strike ever attempted. Things have always been strange here in Melancholy Falls, but it's just going to get worse. All manner of things are heading this way as a means to weaken our defenses before the big blowout. With all of our power concentrated here, we are better suited to stop the things that come for us. While we directly are powerless to do so, you, however, were meant for the task. Conditioned even. I dare say you were preparing for this day your entire life. Okay, you're getting awfully exposition-y now. Yeah, dude, I'm practically falling asleep over here. Quit monologuing like a Bond villain and just tell me what you want already. Very well, then. In the simplest form, we want you to fight the threats against this community and save us from the coming darkness. That's it? What do you mean, that's it? That's a pretty significant thing we're asking for, fighting the forces of darkness so we're not all destroyed. Okay, fair, it's not your normal everyday request, but what's the catch? No catch. Just your guarantee that you'll protect the Society of Shadows and this town from what's to come. And then you'll return my mom? And then we'll return your mom. Make him pinky promise, dude. That way he won't go back on it. Oh yeah, good idea, pinky promise. Pinky promise? <sighs> yes, pinky promise. No takesy-backsies. So, now what? What do you mean? You did your big spiel, you got me to agree. Where do we go from here? What next? That part, we cannot say. You are to return to town. Wait. When the time comes for you to act, you will know. I'll just know? 
Not everything you face will be as overly apparent as we all hope, but every small victory leads to the greater goal, to a better future. So I just go home and wait for something weird to happen and then fix it? Sounds like the X-Files. Can I be Scully? Your lighthearted candor of this worries me greatly. Please do remember how serious this is. Lives are at stake. Perhaps the entire world. But I'm, I'm right though, right? I just sit around and wait? In the plainest sense, yes. Though, I'm sure you won't have to wait long. Strange things have already amplified, and soon, I trust, they will manifest even more. So, we're done here? Hold, please. Let me just... Let's see. Introduction, Society of Shadows, Kidnapped Mother, One Leader of Generation, Talisman... No, I think that about covers it. So, we can leave now? Well, yes, I suppose so. Great. Buddy, let's go. Right behind you, dude. I had no idea what way was out. I just wanted to get out of there. I walked directly toward a small opening among the people surrounding us, and I still couldn't get a good look at them. Their masks obscured their faces, so they literally could be anyone. Uh, excuse me, can I, can I just get through? The crowd parted a bit and allowed Buddy and I to pass. I was about to walk straight into the darkness when Zane's voice stopped me. Oh, Jonathan! Yes? Welcome home. He smiled at us, just before the burlap sacks went over our heads again. Seriously? Before we knew it, we were back at the dock and thrown into the rain. I removed the sack over my head and watched his buddy did the same. Wow, that was some day, eh? <laughs> You're telling me. I threw my sack into Helm House, and Buddy did the same. So... what now? I guess now we wait. So you're gonna do it? I mean, what, what choice do I have? I mean, I got pretty pissy toward the end there, I get it, but... They have my mom. They made my dad forget me. It's the only way to keep them safe. True. So we just hang out and wait for something weird to happen? I mean, I suppose so. And I guess we just keep an ear out for the odd stuff going on in town. Seriously, we just became an episode of Scooby-Doo. I'd been in some strange situations before, but this one certainly took the top prize. My quick trip home definitely just turned into an indefinite stay. At least until I got my parents back and I'm able to keep them safe. But for now, I suppose it's not so bad. I caressed the talisman in my pocket, and I felt a bit of that electric charge again. I didn't know what lay ahead for me, but at least I had Buddy by my side. Hey, you wanna grab something to eat? Yeah, let's go eat. Is Big Jones still open? You bet. Still the best damn hot dog you've ever had. Let's scarf down a few hundred of those bad boys and then... And then? Let's go find the weird. Jete conjur bileth a apararte, jete conjur pasemoch, et par l'ouvretu et pouvoir, je charge te lier par la voltu de le souci, a être soumis à moi, et à tous les mois précite, et Céline décide tenir entre toi et moi. So Is it done? Yes, my lord. Jonathan Parker has returned to Melancholy Falls, 
that has been introduced to his task. Will he do what is asked of him? He was set upon the path. He seems to be prone to my nudging and will do what I ask. And the others? The Society of Shadows knows nothing of my deception. They believe me committed to their cause. They suspect nothing. Good. Soon this will be over. I will be free from this prison, and you will have what you want. Yes, my lord. Thank you, my lord. All that remains is to separate the two forever. Before the darkness comes, we will kill Jonathan Barker. Return Home, Episode 1, Home at Last. You just listened to Part 5 of 5. It was written by Jeff Heimbuck and produced by Andy Taylor and Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Andy Taylor, Forrest Orta, Cleve North, Taylor Thorne, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast and on Twitter at returnhomeshow. Questions? Comments? Society of Shadows changing the course of your life and confused by the cliffhanger? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>